You're listening to What's Us Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ Delarisi, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's uh, you know who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Kadero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here, uh, and he quote and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Why are you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Welcome everyone. This is Hot Sauce Sports. It is Super Bowl week. I am so fed up of Super Bowl coverage. <laughs> I am Pease Del Riz, but I can't wait for this game between the Rams and Patriots. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Terry Bear. Clary Terry himself. Clary Terry. How's it going, buddy? It's good, man. It's episode 10. It is. We hit a milestone. We talked a little bit off air about uh, Firefest. The thing in sports <laughs> that I realize now watching um, the uh, Christoph Porzingis trade is um, the New York Knicks planning essentially is straight up fire fest. That's, yeah, that's 100%. That is. Like, it's like a fire sale. It, it's, just, it, it's just a whole bunch of things like reacting to one another and then like, oh, we need to do this and we need to do this and Amari Stoudemire is here for some reason. Let's, uh, okay, oh, wait, oh, we got mellow, we got mellow, it's fine, everything's solved. No, that didn't work. Okay, uh, let's just drop everything. Let's just, let's, just dra- let's, just draft a bu- let's just draft a sleeper and then sell him for yeah. nothing. Seriously. For just just nothing. kill me, just kill me. Yeah, Duke is the, the worst, uh, is the, the Knicks fan. Huh? 2019, the year just nonstop. Even uh, nonstop bullshit. Even an MMA reporter from Montreal, he uh, he's a huge Knicks fan, Ariel Hawani. And on his mm. Twitter, he recorded a video of him unfollowing the Knicks with like a sad music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. It's tough. Um, and we're going to talk about that uh, later. That we have a lot of headlines. Um, and of course, we're joined by our producer here, just to voice the Duke. What's up, boys? As well as our producer at uh, Eagle, Eagle at Master Control. Um, so those gentlemen, they're ready for with us to t- jump into our week of news. A week of news. The week Let's that was. Let's get to it. The headlines of the week. <laughs> we start, of course, with Christoph Persingas being ah, traded. Of course. <gasps> uh, this is uh, <laughs> deadline Big week. This w- the NBA is not dumb, man. They're like, all right, Super Bowl's going to be done. Everyone's going to be hungover. Let's give them a reason to keep drinking. <laughs> Deadline day right that week. Uh, so there's going to be new, more news than actual, more noise than actual news, of course, because um, the thing is, we love, we love hypotheticals. looking at the, the hypotheticals and, yeah. and running the, the trade machine on oh, ESPN. Yeah. Um, I've done every AD trade, by the way. <laughs> I don't know about you. No, I've, I've, done, tried I've it. done AD trades for every team. I haven't tried it yet. Um, but the big news... The actual news, the blockbuster trade that said uh, Christoph Przingis to Dallas. What do you think the benefit is for the next Terry? Um, I think this frees up a lot of space, like you had, you had mentioned to me before the show, actually. So it frees up a lot of space for them, and it gives them enough room to go for a Kyrie who were chanting his name. or um, Does, uh, According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, um, he said that there's 
real traction for AD behind. No, now they, they can they can no longer trade for AD. Uh, but there's there's Why? because they have no assets. Oh yeah, <laughs> every first round pick for the rest of our lives. Uh, even then, even at they that, w- point, they don't have the money to match. <laughs> but I guess they have DeAndre Jordan, which they won't. That's it. Exactly. No, he's gone. Um, he's gone. But the thing is, they the, the um, there's real traction behind Kyrie Irving not staying in Boston. Yeah, there's, oh. there's actual uh, there's people in his camp or or that are around him that Wojnarowski has said, listen, there's there's actual buzz saying this guy has at least is at least thinking about not staying in Boston. Why, why are you messing with my emotions? Don't just tell me. Don't just say Kyrie's gonna come to New York. Mm. It hurts because I know he's not gonna come to New York. I'm just a jerk, man. That's what I do. Like him, <laughs> I, I keep hearing people are gonna say KD's gonna be there too. That hurts. So I know it's not gonna happen. Why do we know it's not gonna happen? Why can't they throw money at KD? It, it, it they they have the money. To they have the money. So Car- Carlin Gray, when he was on with us, NBA.com, he talked to us about the fact that there is something happening in Golden State. One of those four pieces will not be there next it, year. It's, it's impossible. It's just like in the NHL, the, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the way they work, they paid four guys. The rest were all young guys. They would trade them for other young picks and make young guys. It was, they always kept the top It's a Ponzi four. scheme at some point. Massively. Again, Firefest. <laughs> Yo, I watched that movie, all right? So it's all I can think about. I haven't watched it yet, and I can't wait to watch it. What do you want, Duke? So uh, Porzingis has had about 16 injuries since 2015. You want me to start listing them off? He's had 16 He's had injuries? about 16. Uh, little, little you know, injuries. I've never seen him wear his jersey. Torn, torn left ACL, <laughs> torn left Achilles, uh, sprained left knee, torn sore Achilles? left groin, uh, strained left gar- uh, quad, bruised left thigh, sore right, uh, right okay. hip, uh, sprained right ankle, sore right foot. Okay. Inflammation to the bone and a tendon of his right knee. I have lower back this. tightness, which obviously you're going to have <laughs> but, lower but back tightness. But he's not 30 years old, yeah. Terry. Right oh. shoulder strain and unspecified right elbow issue. An unspecified right elbow issue. <laughs> so but the thing with... with but that, I, think, I feel like all pl- you know athletes have these pains. You know what it is. So like, you know when you don't like your boss? And I'm not saying that Dolan's a bad boss. <laughs> I'm saying Dolan's a bad boss. That's not even speculative at this point. Well, you don't like your boss, you don't want to go to like, yo... I know you're probably playing a concert. No one's going to, but I, I can't. I can't be there, bro. I got uh, unspecified issue with my elbow. I I don't know. I walked into my microwave. It's very unspecified. I can't specify really. It was. I hit my microwave or my oven or my stove. The specifications on this injury are very gray. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta go. You gotta trade me, and he did. And he did exactly. Um, I'm, I'm I'm happy that they. That they, that something actually happened. Not that the Knicks got rid of anybody, but that something happened in the NBA because I was so fucking tired of hearing the, all the hypotheticals. And the fact that um, Dallas went and did this, yes. man, big balls on them. So he's going to be, uh, Chris Apps is going to be playing next season, not this season because yeah. of his current ACL injury. So he's taking after Dirk, essentially. Oh, yeah, pretty much. So it's a great trade on them at their end. So does like this it. make the Mavs an instant contender now with the Doncic role, uh, Luka Doncic? But who else from that trade would play? Doesn't matter. Nobody. So it doesn't change anything for them. I'm well, I'm saying next season. Oh, next season. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You you've improved uh, you drastically from uh, from DeAndre Jordan to uh, to Porzingis, and I think that he's just a he's a world class. Do player. you guys even remember Mark Cuban <laughs> basically writing love letters yeah. to DeAndre Jordan, getting getting him there, and then like uh, Blake Griffin like kidnapped him, and like it was like a, a detox. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like slapped him around a little bit. And, and now, listen, now he gets rid of him. You got to stop being crazy. But I've always, smoking crack. I have always, I've always felt like that when that happened, 
there had to have been a rift that happened from that occasion when they were trying to keep DeAndre Jordan. Of course, but then yeah, when, but sure then something when happened. But then when the Mavs got DeAndre Jordan, they then, all right, well, you're gone. Bro. Yeah, you're we gone. Don't we don't need you, you anymore. Um, the rest of the deadline day uh, coming up, of course. Uh, the big name everyone's been talking about, it's already been overplayed. So let's do it again. Because it's Super Bowl week, let's talk about basketball. <laughs> Anthony Davis. The uni bro. Um, now, here's the thing. I'm thinking about his look. I figure in LA it's problematic because look, it's gonna be a trend and everyone's doing it. it. He trademarked it, so it's like it's insured. <laughs> it's insured in case someone shaves him? Yeah. If I'm Dollar Shave Club, I'm taking all of those dollars <laughs> and putting it behind a campaign where he shaves his unibrow. You should. Yeah. He did it for April Fool's last year. Did he? Yeah. What was the, the He the pretended joke? he pretended to shave it. And people fell for it. Oh. But, but then it wasn't shaved? Stupid. Yeah. What? But then it wasn't shaved? Yeah, then he there was another picture of him after with it. Also oh, with it back on. That's the worst. But whatever, people caught on. Oh my god, I can't believe he did it. Real April Fool's <laughs> uh, trick is get traded to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so now, where is the unibrow going to go? Where do you think he's going to go? Um, I think he fits in in the Midwest because his unibrow looks like the people. Indiana, in perfect. Next yeah. question. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> trade nothing to get him. <laughs> um, honestly, so Nuggets. there was a report about about the ra- the Raptors making uh, a, a move. The thing is, they have to try everything to keep to keep. Um, Kawhi. 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 Because Kawhi, you, they're going to have to get rid of Lowry and, yeah, and well, Pascal Siakam. They're going to have to get rid of everything. But would you really give up yes. Pascal Siakam? That, yes. Someone that's for yes. sure. You gonna be, you're yes. going to have to because, because yes, they have no choice. Because of comments like the, you just made. Do you really have to get Because yes, he is your best yeah. prospect. He because is the, the best thing prospect. Is, the thing is, is that you in the NBA, you can't be mediocre. So this is the Raptors' legitimate chance. Yeah, and the only way you'll attract top end talent is is by continuing to be at the top of the rank, of, of of the of the standings. They've already shown they've been, they can be aggressive. So I th- so I thought about this is that yeah you have to show that you can win to get big talent. But if the two people that you got mm-hmm. are not there anymore the year after, play for the lottery. That's the only way you can be successful. But that's in what the I'm game. saying is that so nobody else be like, okay. Well, they're the only one because of Kawhi and AD. So we're not going to go there. Correct. So then, so if they stay, because we saw it with Paul George, Paul George was supposed to insta opt out and go to LA, right? Yeah. When when LeBron signed there, supposedly, yeah. But that never that never materialized because he's thriving right now. Yeah, but the thing is, is that um, similarly, we don't know Ka- Kawhi's future. He may decide to stay. Having another superstar be, beside him, and and he may look around and be like, you know what, this can work. This can be a thing. We can. Because that's oh, you're gambling. The, that's the thing that can compete with Golden State. By the way, length and the ability to to offend the. To you're the you're you're gambling big time, and our guest uh, today, Gabriel Morenci, is going to for sure be able to lighten us a little bit on it too. But you're gambling, and you're gambling on the fact that maybe people are going to stay. Mm-hmm. And but at the end of the day, if Kawhi wants to go to L.A. Didn't he just buy a house? Like a $13 million house? He bought like it that? in San Diego, first of all. That's Second like three all, hours away from L.A. It's like all, 37 hours away from he's Toronto. He's also from L.A. So he's from I know. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously He's not going to live in Toronto the offseason. Nobody lives in Toronto the offseason. <laughs> Nobody would want to live in Toronto ever. <laughs> yeah, somebody from Regina. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only way. What's a Regina? Um, some other names, of course, on the block. Thonmaker, because Milwaukee realized we already have a lot of really tall guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's get shorter. Freakishly athletic, so let's get shorter. Let's try something else. Um, Enos Cantor, Turkey is warned. However, New York, don't trade him because we don't want no born identity shit. So nope. well, I don't understand because yeah, no, he's no obviously doing it to trade passports <laughs> and escape the Turkish government. That's the only reason. 
anyone will help Enos Cantor be traded from. I mean, I, I hope he gets traded. It sucks that he's in the situation that he's in right now. Because he's a, he's a good guy. He's a decent player. But you is know, he's, he good? He's a decent player. So, because like as a, soon as I Utah pass. traded him, Rudy Gobert was like, "Why weren't they playing him all the time?" <laughs> but I feel I also feel like New York is gonna be a catch in a sense for a lot of players because of the uh, because of Fizdale. I feel like Fizdale's a great coach, yeah. and a lot of players really. Li- I know I don't want to get into cliches, but a lot of players love playing for him. So I feel, and plus they have in two, the NBA, they have that's two legitimate uh, because in the NBA that's legitimate because the, the the players, especially in in today's NBA, want to feel empowered. They want to feel sort of in charge of their own careers. And Thisdale sort of guys like like Steve Kerr have shown this is a successful formula for getting players to buy in uh, in today's um, in today's NBA. In the UFC, however, yes, uh, guys trying to take ownership of their career. Um, however, it doesn't always work out well. The end of the Khabib. Uh, McGregor fight I thought was amazing. Which fight? Um, sorry. Which fight? But the fight wasn't amazing. Before or after the fight? Before no, the no, fight or <laughs> the fight after the fight? Either way, the fight itself <laughs> was nothing tragic. <laughs> but um, due to events around the fight, <laughs> yes, uh, Khabib fined 500k and a nine-month suspension. McGregor fined 50k and a six-month suspension. Um, on top of that, <laughs> Khabib's suspension could be reduced. If he records a PSA, which obviously... An anti-bullying PSA, <laughs> where he was not the bully. Yeah, yeah. So, tell me what, was it, is that it what the he did? UFC... Isn't what he did, an anti-bullying PSA? <laughs> Pretty much. Just punch your bully in the face. Punch your bully in the face. Do not bully me. And, but it's, it's, it's so obvious how deep the UFC have Conor McGregor's balls in their mouth. Mm. Because, for, and I'm not saying that he should have been fined more... But there shouldn't be anybody having to do a, pub, a, a PSA, and it shouldn't be Khabib if uh, involved in this. If you look but at like, details, stop. The thing is, why are athletes ever doing PSAs? Why are we telling children these are your role models? These are especially two guys they, that they're not famous for their morality. They're famous for their abil- ability no, to play the sport. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you, you're automatically look up to an. A, to, I don't want to see athlete. the pulp dunk, bro. So you're like, mm, you're like, like <laughs> see the pulp dunk, so you're like 48, right? So at least, yeah. Not so you're like 48 years old. So you probably know what it was like when Larry Zonka was playing for the Dolphins. Yeah, his mustache was legendary. It was legendary. It came. In so when you're like all when you're 12 years old, when you're 12 years old, and Larry Zonka would have come to see you, mm-hmm. I've just aged you horribly. Yeah, I, you know, I never watched Larry Zonka play. Right? I know, I'm I know. Not that old, uh, but you're that old. But oh, yeah. <laughs> So you're 12 years old, and this is when Larry Zonka's at oh, his yeah, peak in like 19, 1973. Um, and he comes to your high school and he says, uh, Bees, uh, don't do drugs because mm-hmm. you'll be like Larry Zonka. Yeah. What do you do? Um, that depends. How, How quick are you doing I your crackhead? Because <laughs> if I've already tried weed, it'd be like, no, we're You're 12 years old. You probably haven't yet, but 13 years old is rolling around, and that's where you probably experiment with it. In which case, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's uh, late middle school, yeah. Then, then it's too late, Larry. I'm already on. I'm already on the Mercury Morris train. <laughs> um, but if it's if it's like 12 years old, there's a chance. Yeah, I definitely would have a mustache either way. That's it. I just I, I'd be rock garden with the beard, and I have like a thin, <laughs> wispy ass like French painter mustache. Right, That's so it's amazing. not even cool. It's not even cool. At the end of the day, the PSA that he's gonna do is it's just a way for uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission to to get free commercial out of him, mm-hmm. because the same thing happened with Connor when he threw the chair into the bus. He was told he had to do uh, community service or something like that. 
and he told him, fuck your community service. I'm not doing shit. I'll just pay you the money. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think he ever did an hour of community service where I don't think Khabib is going to even touch a PSA. And he shouldn't have to, I think. I, don't yeah. think. I think it's bullshit. John Jones will have some strict follow-ups from the USADA. Yes. So uh, USADA will be following up with him. Uh, they told him that he is allowed to fight, that they're going to license him because the whole the whole uh, drama that happened last time was that he had a picogram that showed up of the steroids that he had taken two years ago that he was always already suspended for, uh, coincidentally, whatever. Um, so he was fighting so he can get licensed. They couldn't license him at, on the spot because it was around Christmas time, according to Dana White, and people are on vacation. So California licensed him, so he went there. So now he's looking for uh, USADA to allow him to fight and give him a license in Nevada. And they did. Uh, but they said we're going to follow up with you very sh- very strict and make you do pee pee tests like once a week and just to see he if you're bu- dick though I mean who wouldn't I mean yeah like, so I mean it's good bone. it's good for John, John Jones John the Bone Jones <laughs> it's good for John Jones it's good for the UFC because you know he's an excellent fighter I mean all this yeah. picogram stuff is very sketchy to me but uh, it's a different story so um, the thing is with John Jones um, we all hope of course that the, the, the demons of course are very serious yes uh, but rumors have it that uh, beyond the steroids and all the other drugs he's he's done in the past, he's now moved on to uh, things that aren't tested for in uh, in UFC, like straight battery acid, just just straight battery that? acid mouthwash. That's his cocktail. Hey, he's having trouble ordering that in bars. To be honest, that's that's <laughs> been more that's been the difficult part. Um, Ovechkin, Ovechkin, that dude's for real, dude. He's nasty. He's one of the best players. I've um, seen. thirty-seven goals in fifty games on pace for sixty-one this season. This uh, would be his eighth. Season of over fifty goals on pace. Oh, he has. He said, sorry, he's on pace for sixty-one. He's had one year at sixty-five. Yeah, the dudes. And man, look, he's the best to watch, though, right? Yeah, he's the funnest guy to watch. I he drinks I, coke on the bench and he sits away <laughs> from his team. He's a child. Yeah, he's basically a child with crazy amount of skill. Yeah, um, I loved watching him just get drunk all over America <laughs> during a Stanley Cup celebration, getting kicked out of places, swimming in a fountain. Oh, he's the best. Uh, just like you saw in his face at, at the Nationals game, holding the cup over his head. You saw... The Nationals game? Oh, yeah, okay. he went to watch yeah. the Nationals game. I was like, when did he play baseball? They, no, they, they, they kept paying the camera to him. Yeah. And whether or not the camera was on him, he had the cup raised over his head. And you could see how blazed he was. <laughs> just blind. It, it didn't matter if the camera was on him or not. He had that pose for three hours. Just three straight hours. I love, I love this guy. I think he's, he's, the, he's the bright spot of hockey because I've said it before, my hockey players are the most boring. Yeah. Well, it depends. They're fun when they talk to each other. Yeah, it's the funniest thing in the fucking world because they have a, a specific way of talking, but when they talk to the media, man, it depends. We'll get we'll get some good stuff out of them. We'll get some good. Yeah, stuff out of them. we yeah. get honestly. I feel like we get guys to talk about stuff they're interested in. Yeah, and it gets them to loosen up a little. Of course, yeah, we really do, man. We really do. Because the thing is, nothing bores me more than like, for example, like. You know, what do the Rams need to do to beat the Patriots? And then, like, you hear all the same generic all answers. All the same shit. And, like, so my th- I have a theory. That That's why I love our guest that we have on today. He's yeah, probably, yeah, he's probably gonna, he's, he's amazing, and he's probably going to give us uh, some inside scoops and a different way of thinking of how to gamble this week. So, but do, do athletes either not know their sport enough to give real answers, or do they feel it's too boring to talk about these are the things that actually have to happen in order to win. I think they're so scared of saying the worst thing, something wrong, right? So that's why they're fucking so boring. Anyway, um, who's the most, going back to Ovechkin, who's yeah. the most impressive uh, player you've ever seen play? Uh, Russian player you've ever Russian seen. player. Uh, I mean, Pavel Bure, for me, I've seen him a bunch of times. Plus his live. wife's hot. Pavel Bure's wife? Yeah. 
Kenneth Cameron. No, it's Valerie Burry. Oh, it doesn't matter. One and, of them. And they're one di- of them's wife's hot. And they're divorced. Are they really? Yeah. She still has the name though in uh, Fuller House. Yeah, I guess why because they have kids together, right? So I guess she she kept it, but they're divorced. Yeah. Uh-huh. Valerie Burry played for the Montreal played for Montreal uh, Canadiens. Uh, no, Pavel Burry was very exciting to watch, but honestly, Ovechkin is the most exciting Russian, and most ex- one of the most exciting players I've ever seen. For him, me, uh, Crosby, McDavid. For me, it was uh, Sean Avery, and I know he never lived up to the potential that he he was supposed to. Ovechkin, Sergei Fedorov. Oh, Sergei Fedorov. Sergei Fedorov was to me the most beautiful, most graceful player I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And he was never like the greatest player in the NHL. Now that I think about it, Datsuk was crazy. That's he had crazy amounts of plays. But just watching Fedorov to me was like. I, I was watching hockey like as a young like you know like guy kid, kid growing up I was like oh my god it's like what is, like 45 yeah like 42 ago. yeah okay. and I was like, it, was, it was last week <laughs> it, first time I saw Federoff was last week and so I was watching him and I, I was just I was blown away I was like how can this level of skill even exist yeah it's crazy. you know and it was it was just it was a beautiful way to play the game by uh, that whole that whole um Red Wings team back in those days, you know, with uh, Larionov and Fedorov and Konstantinov and all the Ovs. Mm. It was crazy to watch those guys play. Very skilled. Terry, um, you're a Cowboys fan. Yes. I'm sure you're happy that Tony Romo's going to his first Super Bowl. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm ecstatic. So if he does a good job broadcasting, it'll, it'll be the only way he could have ever won a Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. Um, a quarterback who would never even got a chance at uh, even a legitimate chance of starting in the, the NFL had a chance with a team in Jason Garrett and has since seemed to fall out of favor, which is weird because, like, so a second ago, Jerry Jones was only halfway through his bottle of Johnny Blue, and he was like, listen, Jason Garrett, he's their man. Uh, five other teams would instantly rush to get him, and now apparently they're not extending his contract. Why now? Because they want to see, see what's going to happen with him, and I understand... But I don't understand why they're coming out now saying it. That's the bizarre. Thing. That's the part that that's weird to me. Like, if you just don't say it, because if you if you if you're gonna fire him soon, yeah. you should have fired him before when coaching yeah. candidates were available. If you're gonna keep him anyway, what's the point of like? Imagine your boss comes in and is like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up? Day is numbered, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're gonna be fired." Hey, it, uh, March 26th. I think you should start looking for a new job. Is it because he's a ginger and he has no soul? Uh, well, he has no soul okay. and no ability in uh, calling plays. That took a left turn. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. souls. Jason Garrett has no soul, but he's a nice guy. He always coaches the Pro Bowl. I noticed. I was. Uh, I. I <laughs> it's weird. As a kid, I had a Jason. Because he's not the Pro Bowl of coaches. Nope. No. no. Not at all. Well, no. he's the Pro Bowl. He's the Pro Bowl of coaches, and then nobody watches the Pro Bowl. That's it. <laughs> did, you, did you guys actually catch any of that? No. God no. I yeah, saw like seven plays. Yo, they gotta move the Pro Bowl back to Hawaii. No. Wh- it okay. looks miserable. Why play the Pro Bowl? Also, yes. <laughs> why play also? Because if it's in Hawaii, that's why you play okay. the Pro Bowl. No, no, but like Leighton Vanderesh was like, he's considered a Pro Bowler now, but he was like the third choice. There was like three guys that had to get injured before he made the team. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're not really a Pro Bowler. No. So j- do the skills game, skills Give me challenge. the dodgeball. <laughs> exactly. The dodgeball's the best part. Do that stuff. Andrew Luck just ripping balls at people, not knowing the rules of dodgeball, clearly. I don't want to watch them do something they've been doing all year, but at a lesser. Yeah. At a, with no competition with behind it. No competition, no big hits, everybody being safe. I mean, just give me the skills challenge. Let me see what the what the guys can do. And like in the NHL as well, the NHL All-Star game, it was fun the first year, the three-on-three. Three. It's just boring now. Just do the skills challenge. Which, which skills challenges would you add, Terry? In hockey? Yeah. Well, no, in, 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 uh, in, in the NFL. In the NFL? I would like change not, the... Not related to football. Oh, not related to football. Okay. I was going to say I would Past change... the eating contest. I would change the, back. I would change the positions. I would say like do like a... Uh, 
like the quarterback drill with like an offensive lineman, something like that. That's not bad. I would do so in Italy every year. They have the pizza making world pizza making competitions. Ooh. See who does the best twirly dough like that. thingy. That's kind of awesome. That's kind of okay. I would love to see, like, imagine like, a big offensive lineman just being able to, like, really rip a pizza. You know, like, <laughs> just really twirl this. Or just, you put, like two, like, two massive spaghetti balls and just put their faces in there and wait till they finish. Well, we used to, growing up, my brother and I, we used to have an a annual, like, festival we used to go to. We used to compete in spaghetti eating competitions. Get hands the hands yep. fuck two, two-time winner. You're looking at yeah, a two-time one time winner, winner right myself, here, Two-time winner myself, two-time winner my brother. That, that's why, that's why we're fat. That's why we're fat, yeah. It's so a, a little drill that uh, Producer Eagle uh, came up with, and I'm going to steal. For the All-Star game? Gonna, this yeah. is going to be terrible. It's going to be obviously the wrong I think it's going to be amazing. DB on wide receiver oh God, drill. Yeah. But the next one after, they switch. How about instead oh. of DB receiver drill, you get stripper on receiver drill? Yeah, yeah. And see which, uh, which uh, strippers are best at covering wide receivers. None of them. I mean, uh, that's <laughs> dude. They're athletes, man. That pulls <laughs> on. Have you tried pole dancing? But their whole job is to uncover themselves. Yes. It's true. So they should play the receivers yes, exactly. since they can't be covered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into uh, lots of topics with our next guest. He's one of the guests I've looked forward to the most yeah. since we started the show. Uh, Gabriel Morenci, the voice of our uh, adolescence yeah, and adulthood. I think so. I think so. Uh, young adulthood. Uh, he was a great guy to listen to after yeah. games um, and now has since moved on uh, in the New York media now. Yeah. So from, from Montreal, New York, that's a, that's a huge move. Uh, but the guy's got the talent. That's why you get those opportunities. Looking forward to Gabriel Morenci now of Sports Rage. And he's up next. And we're back with uh, Gabe Renzi of Sports Rage. How's it going, Gabe? Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Looking forward to the Super Bowl. How you doing? Uh, good, good. I've, uh, I'm entirely ready. Like my gut is ready for the level of horrid punishment and complete um, just abandonment of absolute judgment. I'm going to stuff so many wings into my face <laughs> all at one time. It's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess that's what Super Bowl Sunday's for—either drinking, eating, uh, or betting, or all of the above. You can, uh, yeah, you can do all three. That's us. That's us right here. Me, Terry, and I believe in all three vices. If there's anything wrong with us, it's eating too much, <laughs> drinking too much, gambling too, too much, much. way too much. Now, the only problem is Monday morning. If you have to go to work, that's that's an issue. And I've got to be on at 9 a.m. Oh. on uh, Monday morning, but it oh, takes me a little while to get there um, to the studio. So. Yeah, it could be a hurting Monday morning, that's for sure. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we wake up uh, with more money in our pocket than less. I'll put it yeah. that way. That's the goal. That's always the goal uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl Sunday. Um, let's get your thoughts, actually, on the game, Gabe, while we're on the topic. How do you think the game's going to play out this weekend? Well, you know, one thing we've seen with New England Patriot uh, Super Bowls with Tom Brady, every one of them are close. I mean, they, they were all three-point games except for last year when they actually lost by eight points. I would expect this game to be close as well. You know, I, it's, a, it's a tough game. It's a tough matchup. It's interesting. Look, 82% of the public, um, or at least we should say the betting public, about 80% of the bets are on the New England Patriots in this game. Yet a lot of the, the bigger bets uh, are on the L.A. Rams. Uh, over the last couple of, you know, about 24 hours or so, somebody bet $1.5 million on the Rams money line. Somebody else dropped three hundred k on the Rams to win this game on the money line. You know, Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, 
you know, it's hard to dispute their greatness, right? I mean, you, you can't doubt them. But at the same point in time, Tom Brady's five and three, Belichick's five and three in Super Bowls, and you know they came real close to losing that Seattle game. It's razor sharp from being uh, from being uh, four and four. So it's not like they're dominant and they blow yeah. teams out in the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you, listen, there's a reason why the L.A. Rams opened up as one-point favorites. Right? Mm. The oddsmakers saw the Rams as one-point favorites in this game, and it was the public that pretty much said no. They jumped on Tom Brady's bandwagon. So I think it's going to be a close game. Um, probably whoever has the ball last wins a type of football game, or at least within one possession in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, I think the L.A. Rams are going to, uh, to beat the New England Patriots in a you know, 30, 30-27, 31-28 style football game. Higher scoring, not a complete track meet, but higher scoring. It'll get there over the number of 56, just barely. But I think the Rams are going to win a close one. For those less familiar with uh, Gabriel's work, Sports Rage is the absolute perfect name for his show. Of course, you can find him at Sports Rage. Um, I want to get a little bit of that rage, Gab. What's the... What's the um, the storyline this Super Bowl week that's so overplayed and you're tired of hearing uh, after two weeks of droning Super Bowl coverage? Well, really, you know what? The, this Super Bowl has been different in the sense that nothing's really, nothing's really happened in the two weeks leading up to the game. The game itself is going to be good, uh, but it's been a pretty boring lead-up. There's no real controversy. You know, not that controversy is exciting all the time, but... Nothing's really happened. You know, the, that's the problem with the NFL. The NFL is kind of a boring league. Now, the game, the game itself is going to be off the hook because mm-hmm. it's just it's a great matchup. You have two of the top four scoring offenses uh, in, in the league this year, and we know it's going to be a good game. I mean, they're, they're two very, very good football teams. Uh, but leading up to it, there really hasn't – nothing's really happened. I think the biggest team that's annoyed me, Justin, it's been going back about, you know, about three weeks now is the Patriots – and the nobody believes in us. Yeah. No one believes you know, after, you after five Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they got 82% of the public betting on them. They're actually <laughs> favorites to win the football game. Hard to say nobody believes in you when you're the freaking favorite, right? Yeah. Well, millions of dollars say the opposite. <laughs> that's what they use to motivate themselves, right? And, you know, you got to give them credit for it. They find ways to stay motivated and have a chip on their shoulder Yeah. after all these years uh, still. So that, that's been a little annoying. But truth be told, if anything, this week it taught us. And listen, the numbers on for the Super Bowl are going to be big. The TV ratings will be big. But what it taught us this week is really just how the NBA is just sort of a fun or cooler league. As you look on Twitter, you look on, on any real social media, even on TV for the most part, besides like the rights holders of the Super Bowl, everyone's talking about Anthony Davis. Everyone's talking about Chris Porzingis and the New York Knicks deal. And LeBron James, like tonight, the Lakers and the Warriors game. I mean, hell, even that, that golf tournament in Arizona this weekend is getting a lot of publicity. You know, I think people get bored with the two weeks. Um, it's too long, the casual fan. But like I said, everyone yeah. will watch it. But the lead-up has been kind of dull. The only exciting part I think about the lead-up is all of the the dumb critics that you can see on Twitter or whatever it is. People are always saying the most generic stuff. You know what I mean? And it's always like... Tom Brady's the GOAT or Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. You got to get a pass rush. You got to get a pass rush. You know, they, there's always the the the, base, the basic arguments and the basic things that people say, you know, every uh at the corner of your office at the next to the water cooler well, things like that. They're kind of generic teams to the defense of some people yeah. in the media. 
They're kind That's, of generic. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots don't really give you much. They don't really say much. And every freaking Patriot story has been written, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. know, every they've been in the Super Bowl. That's a problem, too, with the lead-up and the hype around the Super Bowl, that people are just tired of the Patriots. Right? I mean, it's, it's every freaking year they're in the Super Bowl. So it's sort of like a Patriots fatigue. And another thing is the Rams, you know, the Rams are a strange team. They're not, they're, you know, Los Angeles is really disconnected from the rest of America. Yeah. And it's on the West Coast. People don't really relate to it. California is sort of its own little mini country out there. The Rams just got back there. So even in Los Angeles, it's not like they're, they're a massive, it's not like they're the only show in town in Los Angeles, right? You know, it's not like the entire city of Los Angeles is pulling for the Rams tomorrow. There are some people that are, but some people don't care. So it's it's kind of a weird, weird dichotomy as far as the hype. And plus the Rams, even though they've got flashy players on the field, they're not overly, you know, they, they don't really say much. You know, it's really more just about their coach and Sean McVay uh, being so young and how cool he is, et cetera. And, you know, I think that takes pressure off the players, actually, you know, because everyone talks about McVay, McVay, McVay all the time. He takes some pressure off the players, but like I said, you can throw all that crap out the window. It doesn't matter. When you see on Monday morning when the NFL says, hey, look, we had 62 million people watching, and, you know, they made about $822 million in profit in one day. You know, none of, none of anything of what I'm saying now matters. The Super Bowl is still the show, but, the two weeks leading up to it might be a little long, but it's not like they're going to change it. We just have to live with it. That's I think it's something that the NFLPA asked for when they uh, they bargained. They needed more time in between to rest up and make sure you're perfect, whatever that garbage means. Um, so we'll switch. We'll <laughs> switch over. Really for the press conferences. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, just for the whole media day. And, I mean, the media you know, day is more publicized than anything else. I think it's just so like. Uh, Emmett Smith can sell us some sort of Alka-Seltzer or something. Oh, yeah. Then it's for all the alumni and all the Hall of Famers for the, the line up their booths and charge yeah, 250 no, bucks fun. to take a picture. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, you know, listen, it's all right. I've been to these things before. Yeah. And it's a celebration of football at the end of the year. There's, you know, there's a ton of great parts. Listen, people in Atlanta are going to be having a great time. Yeah, but sure, yeah. Yeah, the, the Super Bowl interviews on Media Row and stuff, it's, it's all been done. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, right, the media day, I like yeah, watching yeah. the media day. It's funny because you always get a few good sound bites. You know, it's always fun. Uh, but for the most part, like, I agree with you, Gabe. It's, uh, I think it's a little uh, strung out. Well, the, the thing is, like, like I said, the NFL is kind of, it's a very strict league. It's kind of boring. Yeah. So, like, coaches get mad if you say things. Like, the NBA, players talk, right? There's personalities. Coaches don't really rein in players in the NBA. Yeah. Right? Like, players, players in the NBA are going to say whatever the hell they want to say. Yeah, They're not sure. really worried about what the coach is going to say in the team and bulletin board material and all that, all that crap. Everyone plays it close to the vest. And it's tough for two weeks. Like I said, you talk about one game over and over, and especially the Patriots. Everybody knows everything about Rob Gronkowski and, and Edelman and Brady. It's been done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. It's been done. But like I said, the game itself will be fun. Uh, well, so we'll turn over to uh, to the UFC. A lot of big news happened this week, especially since uh, – uh, since the Conor McGregor um, Khabib uh, incident, I guess I would say Khabib was given a stricter a stricter sentence, I would say, than Conor was. He has a nine month suspension with a five hundred thousand dollar fine, um, and Conor has a six month suspension with a fifty thousand dollar fine. What do you see happening? What are the big? What are the? What are the likeliness of them two meeting within the next year? Let's say. Uh, you know, it's it's that's a tough question. 
you know, they're kind of in a tough spot. I, I personally believe, I think Connor will fight somebody else first. Yeah. I think he'll fight somebody else first. They'll probably do the cowboy fight first. And then, and then maybe, maybe Khabib down the road here. Now, listen, Tony Ferguson should be the one fighting Khabib. Yeah, I think but, so too. You know, Khabib suddenly is acting like Connor act before, right? Yeah. No, I don't know if Tony Ferguson deserves it, blah, blah. I'm kind of tired of both of them, to be honest with you. And, <laughs> you know, I was on Khabib when, when he beat Carter. I, I won money. You know, I, I saw it coming. But, you know, now I'm just sort of tired of it. You know, yeah. you look at the UFC. The old great legends of the UFC, you know, they used to, they used to fight. They'd fight the top guy. And then, you know, four months later, they'd fight the next top guy. That's it, exactly. And they'd essentially fight, you know, three times a year, maybe two. Sometimes it's almost, it's almost become boxing like, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, that's exactly it. And that's why people used to like the UFC. That's why I remember Dana White you know, saying the strength of the UFC is the fact we're not like boxing. We have yeah. all these great fights. And now you look, they're undercards, kind of like boxing, right? They just sort of put a bunch of people. There's only one or two sort of big fights on cards. There's a million of them. But listen, the UFC is making a lot of money now. Oh, yeah, so, sure. and... You know, it's an entertaining product. I don't have a problem with the product, but, you know, as far as they, they, they push the same people all the time, right? And it gets old, all right, Connor this, Connor that, and Khabib this, Khabib that. I mean, Khabib's not said, you know, Khabib said he wants to fight in November. The thing, they, their problem is, is that if they, Khabib fights, if Connor fights Khabib and he just comes back and there's a rematch, now, number one, there shouldn't be a rematch. Mm-hmm. Only because Khabib kicked the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah. Right? It so it's not like, oh, it was so close that, you know, he deserves a rematch. He doesn't really deserve a rematch. He's only going to get it because he's caught him at record. Well, there's three so, other guys okay. in that division that, that should get a rematch, uh, at least a shot before him. Because well, Ferguson, people don't Poirier, get a rematch. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, if he got the rematch against Diaz, too, right? Yeah, that'd be If nice. he would have beat Diaz, Diaz wasn't getting a rematch. Yeah, of course. I mean, Connor's their boy. It is what it is. Everyone knows it. It's kind of embarrassing at this point. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. If he fights Khabib again, he's going to lose again. Mm-hmm. And he loses again. And even the biggest Connor fans, and they're going to start to say, wow, I mean, the guy doesn't win, right? I mean, yeah. he's lost yeah. four of his last five fights or whatever, and he runs his mouth all the time. And plus the UFC, they make a lot of money off of Connor. Connor's fans love him no matter what. Yeah. So they can milk this for a couple of more times. I imagine he fights Cowboy Cerrone. They make a ton of money, and then they they hype up uh, for Khabib. Because otherwise, he fights Khabib. Khabib takes him down, caves his face in again. It's going to be hard for them to make a lot of money off of Conor in the future. So they, they got to be careful bringing Conor back. Otherwise, he's going to end up like Ronda Rousey, and he's just going to split. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're on with uh, Gabriel Morenci of uh, Sports Rage. Of course, he can be followed at Sports Rage. Um, uh, Gabe, you and I have something in common that I think uh, some of the some of the members in this room don't even know. Um, you're the rock star of uh, sports media from our town, from Montreal, uh, because of your involvement with a heavy metal band, Homicide. I used to play in a heavy metal band in my youth. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, see? Yeah, Look, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. guys in this room didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> there's, we're, it's a weird situation this week in Miami. There's a, a heavy metal cruise taking place. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, a cruise? Yeah. I said, you know, are there even young uh, sort of like rock fans and metalheads? What are your thoughts uh, regarding sort of like, are young people still enjoying uh, heavy metal music in uh, 2019? Different now. Yeah, I think I think they are. I mean, I'm getting older now. And in fact, Homicide just recorded uh, a new record, 
It's not finished awesome. yet. It's, it's it's recorded, but it's pretty good too. It was recorded at Metalwork Studios in Toronto. Awesome. Um, awesome. It's rec- it's recorded, but it needs to be mastered and uh, finished up. So that'll be out in a couple of months. There you go. But I'm a little out of touch. Yeah, you know, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm on top of the sports world, but when it comes to the music scene, I'm a little out of touch now. But you know, you look. There's a million of these new bands that are very very popular. So I think heavy metal is actually. And, you know, it's quote-unquote new metal. You know, the old metal is still big, like Ozzy yeah. and Priest. And whenever those classic metal bands tour, they make a ton of money and they fill up places still. So, yeah, heavy metal never goes away. It's like wrestling, right? <laughs> it really is. It's like wrestling. It'll never go away. Just sometimes it's bigger in some eras, and then sometimes it's not as big, but it's always there. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, but metal, I'd say it's pretty freaking big, man. I mean, when you have Motorhead doing, like, car commercials and you know ace of spades is like on you know on every second car commercial on tv now and lemmy's voice and metallica is so mainstream yeah i'd say metal is going strong and plus man there's probably like twenty-two thousand bands that i've never heard of that are filling up uh filling up uh, club shows across america right now so, yeah, yeah, yeah metal's kicking ass uh, where can we find the new album? Will, will it be available on streaming services like uh, Spotify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify and Pandora and, and uh, iTunes and all that type of stuff. We're gonna we're gonna get a couple, maybe a couple of old school. Um, we might do vinyl. You know, awesome. CDs are kind of done now. Yeah, vinyl. That's one thing. Vinyl seems to be making a little bit of a comeback. Actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't even have a turntable, but it'd be cool to have the old record cover and, and the vinyl and stuff. You know, we had one CD uh, before years ago. You know, it was it was pretty good. It, was, it still stands actually. The songs are good. They're all up on YouTube. If you just look up "Homicide Morency," if you just put "Homicide," you might get some murders and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did it on my phone, and I'm regretting it immediately. <laughs> might lose my job. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to go "Homicide uh, Morency," and then you, you'll see. There's actually a video up of uh, of a show we played at the Statue in Montreal years ago with uh, with King Diamond and Merciful Fate. Oh, nice. Awesome, that's, that's awesome. pretty cool up there. So yeah, we got some cool stuff. Yeah, the new stuff we did is very. It's it's pretty modern too, even though I don't listen to modern crap. But <laughs> it's it's pretty heavy the stuff we did. Awesome. So Gabe, uh, I know. So you're from Montreal. We mentioned before. My brother and I used to play Madden and and uh, and watch and listen to you after the Habs games on uh, on Saturday nights. Just to listen to you rip on some Habs fans. It was pretty funny. Uh, but you, you're from Montreal, and I'm sure you're very nostalgic about the Montreal Expos. Do you think that we can have um, another MLB team in the league? Yeah, I think I think the Expos will be back. You know, it's only really a matter of when. Yeah. I had hopes that it would actually be this year um, with the stuff that was going on in Tampa Bay, but you know, it looks like you know there's are still playing there. It's complicated there. I think they can get out at any time. I don't really know at this point. It always changes yeah. the little localities in Tampa Bay. Or illegalities. But, <laughs> Usually, yes. yeah, yeah, it is Florida. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. They'll be back eventually. I mean, hopefully we don't have to wait another 10 years. Um, you know, baseball wants Montreal back. And baseball wants to, to add some teams. But I've also heard Bronfman and Garber both state that relocation is better for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if they have the money for an all-out expansion team. Oh, okay. Right? It's easier to sort of buy a team and move them there than it is to come in, you know, with a couple of billion dollars. So... You know, I've got my hopes up pretty high about this. Like, I think, you know, I always thought that they would come back. Even when they left, I told people they'll be back, but it'll yeah. probably be like 30 years from now. 
Yeah. And what's it been? I think it's been. It's close. It 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So 15, 16 now. So yeah, it'll probably be, you know, a, a safe guesstimation will probably say in the next seven to eight years. I mean, this stuff, you know, I was hoping it'd be sooner. I really was, man. Yeah. But you look Same like here. the um, the World Cup of Soccer is going to be in Montreal, right? Yeah. Or at least, you know, some of the games are going to be in Montreal in 2026. Montreal is definitely coming back. Now, I don't go I don't go back there that often, unfortunately. I, you know, I'm very busy now. I'm in New York, but and it's close. But I just, you know, I, I just don't have. Uh, I haven't I haven't had a reason. Like, you know, if I did a show in Montreal uh, about two years ago, I did an anniversary show. Uh, but every time I am back, and I was there for personal reasons quickly this summer, and every time I am back, I was actually for a homicide. Every time I am back, I'm surprised, and I'm, I'm pleasantly, I, I like to see it. But yeah. Montreal seems to be on the upswing right now as well. It does feel lovely. Uh, yeah, the economy's definitely doing better than it was like 20 years ago, right? So yeah. the money, the money's there in Montreal. Montreal's a world-class city. There's a ton of people. It's actually like the, the seventh biggest market. Uh, in North America, eighth biggest TV market. So, like, that's the whole thing. Montreal's not a small market town. It's not a small market city. Uh, but at some point, it's enough talking about it. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're looking at bringing the expo. And so at some point, you got to put the money on the table and do it. That's exactly. It. Uh, we have a couple of other topics to get to, uh, Gabe, but uh, we're gonna do it sort of like quick fire because we're running short on time. Um, Firstly, you mentioned you live in New York. What's what's the reaction been locally to the uh, Christoph's Persingas trade? Uh, the, the people are, are they're pretty confused and unhappy about it. But really, I mean, the Knicks the Knicks have been kind of a circus and just a a, yeah, a train wreck for so long. I think they're sort of numb to it right now. I mean, I think Knicks fans are hoping that they're able to get one of these big free agents, or you know, maybe two of them. They're hoping. They're going to have this, they've cleared the deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've, they've completely, completely cleared the deck. They got $76 million to spend hey. on two players. Now we'll see if one of these mega stars take it. I don't think they will, though. I agree. I'm, I'm in your camp. As long as Dolan's there, I think they're damned. Good. Um, so, qu- quickly, uh, what's your favorite gimmick bet, prop bet for the weekend? Well, I've got a lot of them, actually, but. Um, I'm not really into the gimmick props uh, all okay. that too much, to be honest. Like, I don't really bet. Like, I don't care what song. I don't like Maroon 5. I won't see yeah. them. I don't care what song <laughs> they play first. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, don't, that's, I don't bet. That's my I don't opportunity bet the to go fill up everyone's beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I like really the, bet the, go ahead, the sorry, Gatorade color or any of that crap. But, you know, as far as props, I would say, uh, will there be a successful two-point conversion? That's a good at uh, plus two seventy five is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to throw for more yards, Tom Brady or Jared Goff? At minus one thirty, I'd be taking a look at Tom Brady uh, there. Over under punts, seven and a half punts. I don't think there'll be eight punts in the game. I would go under in the punts, and uh, you know, for some bigger odds too. If you're looking for the first touchdown of the game, I think Todd Gurley is mm-hmm. going to score the first touchdown of the game. That's about plus seven hundred. Oh, that's nice. I think I'm going to take that. And your uh, your pick for the game. Uh, you know, Rams, Rams win. Rams win a close one. We'll say Rams win uh, 31-27. That's, that's exactly what I said. Awesome. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like exactly it. Uh, thanks, uh, Gabriel Renzi, for joining us. Remember, you can follow him at Sports Rage. Uh, he was part of uh, a young adult life and young adolescent and, and late adolescent life of uh, me and Terry Tam growing up in Montreal. Uh, one of the 
great sport broadcasters uh, we've ever had the chance to, to, to listen to. Uh, thanks, Gabriel, for making time to, for us on uh, Super Bowl uh, Saturday. Hey, thanks for the kind words, guys. All the best. Have a good time. Welcome back to Pittsburgh in the Steel City. The Steel City, welcome to Kendall Coyne. What has your life been like since that All-Star weekend, Kendall? Up here, it's been overwhelming. It started on a red line at the SAP Center in San Jose. It's taken me to a red line here at PPG Pages Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's been exciting, it's overwhelming, and I'm so excited to join you here. So Tampa's going to be on your left, Pittsburgh's going to be on your right. What are you expecting out of this game? We're paying you to be an analyst, not to be a fan tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Tampa start. They've been off for 10 days, haven't had a game. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, had a tough loss on Monday. Got a little bit blown out of the water by New Jersey Devils, so I'm excited to see the start tonight. Let's have a blast. Johnny, back to you. Thank you, Pierre. Ben Fuck, I love Pierre Maguire. He's amazing. Okay, yeah. so this is what every... Great this voice. Is, so this is, this is Hangry Terry. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite part of the week is when I can talk shit for a few minutes without being interrupted. Hopefully. Without eating. Without eating. I mean, yeah. It's, it's difficult for you to spend time not so, eating. <laughs> so I love Pierre Maguire. I also hate Pierre Maguire sometimes. And for this reason is that he sometimes he can talk too much. And I think that the internet went fucking nuts this week over people saying that he was mansplaining to Kendall Coyne. Now, Kendall Coyne, do you know who she is, please? Yes. Okay. So Kendall Coyne, for those who don't know, she was the first woman to ever participate in the NHL All-Star Game. Mm -hmm. She did the speed, uh, speed Challenge where I think she finished second. Um, second or third with NHL talent around her. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive. She played for Team USA. She's a gold medalist. So she's doing her first play-by-play -play game and Pierre Maguire starts explaining the situation because it's her first time behind, in, behind the camera and people thought that he was mansplaining the game because he said, you got your Tampa Bay Lightning on your left and you got your Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins on your right. So he, people thought that he was dumbing it down for her. Where at the end of the day, I think she can dumb down hockey for him. But people, are, uh, people get so mad at Pierre Maguire. So mad at Pierre Maguire, like I used to do. But Pierre Maguire, he's annoying sometimes. So he can say things like, "Oh, he's a very good friend of mine." When they've sp spoken like twice or something like that. But like people got so mad at him, and they're saying, "I don't even know why he's behind the bench anyway," because he knows the sport of hockey. Mm -hmm. And what pisses me off is that people hated on the guy so much when he has like the most passion for the sport more than anybody I've ever seen. And it's 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 annoying that people can just go fucking nuts for no reason and say that he was mansplaining to a chick that. Knows how to play the game better than him. Yeah. And that's the part that pissed me off the most, that people are fucking so triggered and so sensitive. Did We're going to get blowback because you call women chicks. But anyway. <laughs> no, <I laughs> Thanks for the hate mail. I said this Terry. chick. This chick. Okay, this woman. Did she what respond did, to it at all? Did she have anything to... She didn't have to. She didn't have to do anything, but he apologized to her her and her family. Where I don't think he should He should have, had, he should have also, to apologize. Like, here's the thing. You know, if, if the person actually interpreted that way, and was like, yo, I was offended because you did yeah. that. Then the normal reaction is like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't Fuck mean that. Fuck you. <laughs> no, what? Really? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I'm just angry. <laughs> no, I'm angry. And so the thing is, is that at some point, there is a difference between mansplaining and explaining. Of course. And hearing the clip, and now in preparation for the show, and on the show, it's just an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> There's no man in there. So like, Terry, when you explain things to me, yeah, I know it's not the same thing. <laughs> but you're explaining it to me. And like... I under the difference is if you're explaining it that specifically that way because you think a woman does not know, know that or does not have that knowledge. She could even there's, if even there's a, no a, way that he didn't think she had knowledge of the sport of hockey. <laughs> no, but there, even if 
she's still he's like we're paying you to be an analyst not a fan and people freaked out about that too saying that oh she's more than a fan she's an olympic gold medalist so like it's just it's just mindless play-by-play jokes relax relax but it's just twitter though everyone's offended on twitter about something everybody's offended everyone but i love going through i love on every beautiful and every twitter feed there's always somebody that says i'm just here for the comments because it's true i am there for the comments (laughs) (laughs) um so that was a great interview with uh, gabriel morency yeah Awesome. I, uh, that dude that dude's on fire. Yeah, I like that dude. On fire. If you ever want a lot of information, he's he'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like uh, an encyclopedia. I felt bad having to rush his answer to the end of him. I'm like, you, guy, so many people want to hear your thoughts on so many things, but your answers are long. And they're long, but like they're not long-winded. He's, yeah. he's giving you a lot of content. He's a yeah. really smart guy. I was tuning in as if I was listening to him on the radio, yeah. for real. Yeah. I was, at one point, you and I were like, oh, yeah, we got to ask him a question. Because <laughs> we're just like, awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Uh, we got a few more quick fire topics to get out. Uh, the, the retirement of Julius Peppers. This is the man who should be the mascot for a show. His name is Peppers. He is Peppers. The spiciest true. retirement of he all time. He is a Pepper. And I mean, I, I th- this is how old I am. I forgot that he was in the league. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I thought he retired, though. Um, I thought he he maybe, maybe he's you know what those people believe is this other world where Nelson Mandela died in, j- in jail. Oh okay. Or, and like Paul McC- Paul McCartney's alive. Th- those are the same. Those are the same people that think that Julius Peppers retired originally. Yes, okay. same people. Same, same people. people. Exactly. Flat, uh, Paul McCartney. But you're the Paul McCartney died in the White Album. Was that did you? Are you on? That yeah, and the whole thing was uh, he's barefoot. That means he's in heaven or, something or Abbey like Road. That. that was Abbey Road. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, no, I don't believe that. No. Okay. <laughs> but Julius Peppers retired before? I do believe that, yes. So that, that happened? Is, yes, that happened. So this is just like a, the government's <laughs> lying to us. Exactly. Fluoride Chem-tri- in the water. Chemtrails. Um, I was reading Sass the Players Tribu- Tribune. I love what first the NBA did with Players Tribune, and now other leagues are adopting yeah. it. Uh, hearing things from players in their own voice. One of my favorite ones is uh, Brendan Morrow in the NHL. In the NHL. Yeah. Or even or even, um, even of, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot his name now. He was off. Dan Carcillo mm-hmm. in the NHL also. They're pretty good, honestly. And oh, and uh, the the guy that got drafted, that got nominated to the All Star game in the NHL, who didn't deserve it, uh, John uh, Scott. John Scott. Yeah, he had a good one. Um, I liked, I liked uh, where he said he didn't need Super Bowls as validation. And a guy, this is a guy who, you know, he played basketball all high school. Yeah. Then was a tight end in college. Yeah. Realized he wasn't going to make it as a tight end. Uh, he asked his coach to be moved to to defensive end. And like, man, that was a great move. Obviously, uh, being one of the best defensive ends of all time. Yeah. And um, I've always found it weird how we validate individual personal success yeah. as whether or not you won a Super Bowl on a team that may or, not, may, or may not have been strong enough <laughs> yeah. to win a Super Bowl. Um, the guy did amazing work on every team he was in, except for maybe the last couple of years where we thought he was retired. <laughs> <laughs> so, but 17 years. But did he win with no. uh, Green Bay? No, he didn't win. Never won. He never won. It's a shame. He didn't win with Panthers, although he did get there. Although he did. Oh, that's what it was. Jake DeLome, like I you can't mean. blame him for. How did Jake DeLome get to a goddamn Super Bowl? Uh, he there was a receiver wide open on that last play too. What yeah, but he's also Jake DeLome. That's it. Another player who's rumored to maybe retire at the end of this uh, season is uh, Bob Gronkowski. Uh, what would be his retirement plans? Do you think? Oh, so he hasn't spent a penny of his salary. He's only spent his bonuses or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to just chill in a f- on a farm somewhere and every weekend go to the city and get blasted with strippers. But like, so <laughs> I figure, you know, like you Monday wa- to Friday, farmer. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday, 
uh, downers off of. I don't see him binge. as the farmer. I see him just at a farm, <laughs> and like you know when you walk into someone's, you know when you walk into someone's '90s Civic and they got all those blue lights. Yeah, that's the inside of the farm. But then he also can't sleep because he doesn't know how to turn how to turn off the lights. So. The coke binge will be real. <laughs> the coke binge will be real. Um, doesn't he have that off-season cruise that he does? The the yeah, <laughs> he does. He does an off-season cruise, which I crazy to me that mean? Bill Belichick hasn't suspended him yet for that. It's just because he's that good. He, has, he, he does a cruise. He with has like a cruise and stuff. Um, with players and he, he does this. He does this benefit. It's like a charity cruise. Oh, okay. Why would, he, say, why would he get charity? suspended for that? I, w- I will look into that. Well, because think of Gronk on a cruise ship, international waters with a bunch of alcohol, international waters. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of very attractive women. Yes. Um. I mean, does that seem like the Patriots' way? Yeah. Um, it's well, actually, I mean, the Patriots' way is to lie about it. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Get actually, caught and then still find a way to allow players to play. <laughs> it's actually a website called gronkiespartyship.com. Let's apply, man. Maybe we'll set up like a live Rookie? podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Actually, wait, no, that's not a Gronkowski ship. That's uh, another ship. There's an so that's one. why we're not going to go to the cruise. We have because <laughs> we don't know what the, the worst website producers. Is. <laughs> one guy's playing Pokemon. The other one's giving you us wrong. You just needed info. to Google shit. Yeah. What do we need to ask Jeeves? That's all they As Jeeves, yeah. Um, Bing. Terry, it's the Super Bowl this week. Alta weekend. Vista. What? It's the Super Bowl this week. Oh, it is. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm just resetting for the audience. <laughs> you're not the only one. We don't do the show just for you, Terry. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you're the only one of Hot Sauce Sports who's not going to be at my Super Bowl party. Oh, am I? Yeah. I'm uh, deeply offended. Sorry. I uh, because I bought, a, I bought a Terry amount of food. That's a lot of food. I want to know. Yeah, it's a lot of food. <laughs> I want to know um, what are your Super Bowl go tos, and I, then I'll tell you what we got on the, pl- on the platter this week. So we uh, we get together. We have we everybody always brings like a, uh, a plethora of, of, of food, but my favorite thing is somebody always brings uh, steamies, hot dogs. All right. Well, we got hot dogs from the carry hot dog. No, we we do our own. Oh yeah, so no, we do our own. It doesn't work. So from the carry hot dog, uh, he buys about a hundred, and I have about fifteen of them. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Wings, then that's there's the pizza. Right this year, I'm bringing. Uh, there's this, there's a this taco place here in uh, Montreal called Taco Taco Trump, but not Trump like present like with an yes. N instead of an M, and it's fucking good. So we went in on a, a couple guys bought into that. We're doing. Uh, I'm doing uh, pulled pork with uh, Carolina Gold sauce. Uh, doing hot dogs. <laughs> doing uh, chicken wings yeah. with uh, PZ's own hot sauce. What? I like I it. Just my pants. Yeah, we got. Uh, <laughs> My mom was making Rams colored, Rams me. themed donuts. No, nah, you lost me. Your mom should not be making anything. It's gonna be too fancy. The thing is, though, like <laughs> it's too I, fancy. I can't, I can't tell my mom not to make anything. It's not possible. So mom, make it, and I'll eat it on Monday because there's no place I for Super Bowl though. Sunday. Can only eat like this is my excuse, right? This is like, yo, I, babe, I'm not on a diet. <laughs> not today. <laughs> zing zam zoom. Um, <laughs> zing zam zoom. I got, I got, a, I got a, a saison on tap. I got a cider on tap. A hopped cider. A hop cider. You're missing some of that too. I love hop cider. Uh, full bar, of course, and way too many prop bets. And so. everyone's driving, so. All right, fuck it. Work. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's my house, so. Um, so, uh, so sorry I can't be there. I mean, That's I all good. Could, it's yeah. all good. Maybe next we'll, uh, we'll eat in your honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll and I will honor. eat in my honor as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really the only way. Um, at the Super Bowl, one of the most interesting things happened this week. Uh, the guys from Barcelona Sports got banned from media week why and got banned from going to the game because they falsified media passes <laughs> and i realized reading the story oh I'm it was like, the uh, yeah barcelona cat whatever his name is that. uh no it was actually it was da- dan P- portnoy and pft pft and i was like that's actually my dream <laughs> my dream is not to, to go to the super bowl but they already had passes yeah 
But why did they have to forfeit? No, well, they, they were revoked. They didn't get to press passes this year because they came out with a Goodell. They had the general oh, t-shirt, but they t-shirt. had the general press pass. They didn't have the like the know, media day pass. The media day pass that allows them. To, but they still snuck in and spoke to Todd Gurley and, and other and it. Rob Gronkowski. They asked them like, uh, "What's so funny about about six, the sixty nine? Just to put him on the spot. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Yeah. It is. It's a legitimate question. It is and to ask it to Rob Gronkowski, it's even better because yeah. you know he can't he can't avoid it. No, it's stronger than him. He, he once, he once was trying to say the word specimen, specimen, and said the word species man. So he said, <laughs> he said Tom Brady was a great species man. Um, I, I didn't even know that was possible. He didn't say that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get, get it next week. Get we'll get the, the clip fuck next week. out of here, man. I love that guy. Um, He's a and, beauty. And the thing is, uh, there's also a clip of Sean Payton in an interview. He's wearing a, a polo with a t-shirt under, which no one would ever do, except that the, the t-shirt under clearly appears to be. The bar stool, Goodell clown nose T-shirt. Oh my Because you can God. see a little bit of the hair. And it's the exact same color. Like, why would you wear a T-shirt under your, your polo? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. He did on purpose. Um, so unless you get that old man cold, and, and like <laughs> Sean Payton sneaky old, so it's possible. I fucking love it, though, especially after what happened. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, we got just, we got a segment this week. We got Truth or Poblano. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what Poblano was until today. It's a pepper. All of our things are pepper it's a big, or fat. Pepper. I figured, but I was like, "What the fuck's a poblano?" I grew it in my yard this year. It did not turn out well. I got like four. I grew. Uh, I don't know if they're poblano. I think they're red bell peppers, the small ones. Yeah, the red ones. Capsicum. I took a bite of one. I it was. I felt like I was gonna puke out bile. Really? Yeah, like it was really bad. I've never experienced pain from not eating to be spicy. spicy. Eating spicy food, whatever they are, but they're. So, hmm. they were, I made a spicy oil out of them after. I make a spicy oil with the ones I grow. Apache peppers, bro. Apache peppers, they're yeah. amazing, amazing. But maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is an Apache pepper because they were fucking hot. Perhaps. So, Trip Poblano, uh, this week our producers will pose a challenge to Terry and I. In awe of Super Bowl Fifty Three, uh, we chose to instead make fun of the lifeless help it that is Radio Row by poking fun <laughs> at the strangest athlete endorsements. In this case, we didn't get the athlete endorsements, but we went with which cars. Ah. Were the car given away at each of the Super Bowls? Um, because that's better than hearing about an athlete pitch about which erectile <laughs> dysfunction pill is right for us. I know which one's right for me. You don't got to tell me. It's Apache Peppers. Uh, Duke, give can it I to go, us. Can I go now? Absolutely. I need to explain the game. Otherwise, no one knows. So the way it works, I'm going to ask you cars, and you guys can tell me if it's truth or poblano. Just said it. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go peace first, and then uh, Terry next. All right, and then so of course the losers got to face a hot sauce bed. So, so give us the year and the car, and we're gonna say it's real. Yes, sir. So we're gonna start off 2012. Eli Manning, Chevrolet Corvette. Um, Eli is the Chevrolet of quarterbacks. So I'm gonna say truth. I'm gonna say false. I feel like it was an SUV that year. Truth. Bow. All right. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, 2019, Santonio Holmes, Cadillac Escalade Hybrid. It feels like it was the time. You said 2019? No, 2009, Santonio Holmes, Holmes, Cadillac Escalade Hybrid. 2009 feels like the height of Escalades and hybrids being cool, so I'm going to say truth. Uh, That's that's an amazing analysis, analysis. Yeah, I'm I'm famous for my analysis. Analysis. Um, I'm going to say false because I don't think that the Escalade comes in a hybrid. And truth. Ah, fuck truth. Yes, man. Sorry, this game's confusing. Uh, you get, so you the guys, Escalade comes in a hybrid? Yeah, that's what I was told. That's the one you should get. By. That's what I'm going to get. I'm gonna get. <laughs> okay. Number three. Tom Brady, Buick Conclave. 
Um, it sounds like a car he would drive. No, so Tom Brady, the league's fixed. And Tom <laughs> Brady would have called and said, there's no way, you're not giving me a goddamn Buick. That's that's for like Matthew McConaughey or some shit. Yeah. Uh, he can keep his fake ass accent. He can keep his car. Poblano on that shit. Who's got a fake accent? I'm going to say truth. McConaughey. I'm going to say truth. It's Poblano. Yes! <laughs> you Are you just agree with him? <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. 2013 Joe Flacco Mustang Turbo SS. I, I can see I can see Flacco cruising on the beach um, in the off season. I'm gonna go truth for Flacco on the Mustang. I'm gonna say Poblano for Flacco. Are you Flacco. just the opposite every time? No, but I don't <laughs> feel like they would give a Mustang SS. Poblano. Hey. And last one but not least, this is a bonus question. So this bonus this round. Awesome. This is bonus round. <laughs> yeah. Right? Rob Gronkowski, Brazzers. <laughs> <laughs> that's always truth. That's <laughs> always, I don't even understand the question, but it has to be true. And that's the end of the second So he won Brazzers. Yes. He owns Brazzers now. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski at his farm with yeah. the blue lights on the inside. <laughs> the guy turned off. <laughs> his eyes turn off. so much. There's always a song playing in the background. It's always like some fucking generic song that plays on the radio way too much. Like, what was he's that? Waiting. Justin Bieber song last He's week. waiting for like his Bose sound touch to die. Buddy, it's plugged into the wall <laughs> with the lights, so it won't die. He's like, he buys the he buys the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth Bose, mm-hmm. but he always keeps it plugged, so it defeats the whole purpose of the Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But he doesn't understand why he can't hear it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be able to hear it from so everywhere. He bought, the, <laughs> he bought a second one and plugged it upstairs. Uh, guys, it's been a great week. Uh, Gabriel Morenci was awesome. Definitely check out that interview if you haven't. Um, it is the week. For Super Bowl 53, hot sauce, Super Bowl 1. Super Bowl 1. Picks? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rams. Rams. Yeah. Ram- I'm going to say Rams. 31-27. Hey, Patriots. Patriots. Like, Fuck like the Patriots. Oh, is that hot sauce bet? 25 bucks, uh, $25 bet. Oh, I'm in. I'm Let's in. do something else. I want money. I want money. Okay. Well, are we not betting online like this? I don't but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, sure. Gambling. Yeah, so we will do this bet. We'll do it through me, so sure, I swear. Okay, so Duke has got the pats. What do you got, Eagle? Pats, so two on two. 50 bucks for 50 bucks. Let's do it. <laughs> Rams. <laughs> Buy also. How does, how does that work, though? You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>